Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 53, the UK's online digital TV and technology show, the show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. In today's packed show, a look at what BT Vision has to offer and what changes are in store. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. The iPhone 4's out. A look at the launch day hype. All change for heart and gold as local radio goes regional. Living with Fitbug. Our update on this new fitness gadget. We talk Marconi, Homeplugs and DAB with a leading radio ham. Plus your questions on slow internet, free sat iPlayer and more. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Our top story, of course, has to be the launch of the iPhone 4 on the 24th of June. Apple's hype clearly worked, and an amazing 1.7 million handsets were sold in just three days, a record for any Apple launch. As expected, many queued overnight, and many were disappointed. We found a queue of over 200 people at our local O2 store, and caught a quick word with some hopefuls. First, Nick. Yes, I do love my iPhones. I've queued up for a 2G, I've queued up for a 3G, and now I'm queuing up for an iPhone 4. You're like a trilogy gone wrong, aren't you? (laughs) And we also liked Gary's style. My wife told me if I get one, I might get lucky tonight. Those who did manage to get an iPhone on the day have found some problems, notably some signal issues, especially if you hold the phone the wrong way. As we're running tight on time for this show, what we've done is produced a special update on the iPhone launch, where we discuss it in more detail and look at the device hands-on. You can find this at frequencycast.co.uk forward slash iPhone 4. Next, news that Virgin Media has sold off its TV channels to Sky. In a deal worth $160 Sky has bought Virgin One, Bravo, Living, Challenge and a new channel coming in July, Living Loves. Good news for Virgin Media customers as Sky Sports HD and Sky Movies HD will come to Virgin as part of this deal. Next, Global Radio will be shutting down 18 of its heart radio stations, reducing the amount of live local programming and forming regional heart superstations. Global has also axed 26 of its medium-wave gold stations in favour of a national gold service. Some other smaller stations will also be merged into neighbouring heart stations. A sad time for local radio. Back to TV now. Sky is planning to pull Sky Sports News from the Freeview lineup later this year. The sports channel will be replaced by a Plus One version of Sky 3. Also, Virgin One Plus One has left Freeview to make room for the History Channel yesterday to broadcast into the evening. This has angered many in Wales who now can't get Virgin at all in the evening. Some more channel news. Vintage TV, aimed at the over 50s, is set to launch in September on Sky and Freesat. Also, ESPN America is now available in HD on Sky. Some digital radio news now. Music channel Enemy Radio has now left the DAB platform. The Enemy TV station, though, has just been added to Freesat. And finally, it had to happen. Last month, the Freeview channel Babe Station Extra ran a worldwide exclusive, a 3D porn night. If you missed it and have a set of red and blue 3D glasses, there's a trailer up on YouTube. We're hoping our 3D correspondent Ian was watching on our behalf, purely for research purposes, of course. Thanks, Pete. More on these stories, plus our iPhone 4 special at frequencycast.co.uk slash news. Frequency Cast. Now loading. Focus.
and focusing in on well i'm going to tell you what we're focusing in on this week pete it's this lot can you um right these are loads and loads of responses from interaction and they're all asking us about bt vision now when was the last time we touched on that subject the last time we actually covered bt vision was way back in show 12 three years ago and it's shown to be one of our really popular back catalogue so it's time to have a look at that service they call bt vision and we may as well because i don't remember show 12 what was that three years ago you say you don't even remember yesterday do you sorry who are you the other important reason to mention bt vision again is because from august they're going to be broadcasting sky sports for the first time and they've got some other new developments upcoming so it's well worth another look at bt vision good right well we may as well start from the basics now bt vision that was like sky wasn't it as a satellite service or something well it's a combination service it uses freeview for its live tv and the rest of it it gets over the internet so you need a bt broadband connection and a connection to a tv aerial for your live tv what you get is a set-top box holds 80 hours of tv content 14-day electronic program guide and the on-demand service gives you films, TV shows, kids' programmes, sport and music. So it's quite a lot on offer there. But um, I am right in saying that Sky is the one to get normally, isn't it? That's, that's the popular one, isn't it? Sky is undoubtedly the most popular one out there. They've got nearly 10 million subscribers, which makes them certainly way in advance of everybody else, number one for TV. So how many people are using BT? Uh, just under half a million, so they're quite a way off yet. Uh, it's all about price though, isn't it? You see, I bet you Sky are doing a better deal. What, what's Sky's deal? Well, the basic price, if you wanted to get Sky for the first time... It's going to be £18 a month, and that gives you one of their channel variety packs. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, I can see why people are going for Sky. Except when you consider that there are actually six packs in the group. If you want all six of those channel packs, then you're up to about 27 quid. Add in your movies and add in your sport, that gets you to £48.50 a month. £48.50 a month. Then if you want HD, that's another tenner on top of that. And if you want the ESPN Sport, that's another £9 a month. £67.50 a month for the full Sky. 67 a month? What's, what's BT, 90 a month? Well, BT's actually a lot cheaper. So the basic price is a 15 quid one-off fee for the box and then 14 99 a month for the basic package or 19 99 a month for the top. Sorry, 19 99 for the top package? Well, and that has sort of the equivalent of Sky's top package. It doesn't have the equivalent of Sky. Sky does have some advantages. Sky will give you things like Sky 1 which you certainly can't get on at BT Vision. Also, Sky gives you 40 channels of HD. Never going to laugh. I'll just, this did all go by BT Vision. I do need to be a bit more transparent on the pricing, though. For a start, you have to have BT broadband, so you have to pay your broadband line fees. Also, you have to have a BT phone line, so you've got your £11, £12 a month line rental. So it's not just the nineteen ninety nine a month charge. You have to have your broadband and your phone from BT as well. So come on then, spill the beans. What are the details? Tell me exactly what I get for BT Vision because I'm looking for the loophole here. Okie dokie. So what you get is free access to all the TV shows that are available on the TV service. Free access to catch-up TV. Now, BT Vision is the only one that gives you seven-day catch-up service for the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and 5. No other broadcaster does that. Right. If you sign up to this £15 a month package... You also get free ESPN Sports, which is nine quid on Sky. Okay. And you pick from two packages for your basic £15 a month, which is made up of film club, sports, kids or music. And that's all on-demand content. Okay. There actually is a handy little alternative, though. If you're not the kind of person that likes signing up to a long contract, you can actually do this on a non-contract, pay-to-view basis. For that, you buy a box, 90 quid, one-off fee, and then everything you watch, you have to pay for. Well, that's an interesting way around it. I'm a pay-as-you-go man. It's all orange to me. Which is actually quite a nice way of doing it. 90 quid for the box gets you a high-spec freeview recorder, and if every now and then you want to watch a movie, you just pay three or four quid to watch that particular movie whenever you want, 
and that's billed to you uh, direct debit to your credit or debit card okay so let me make this absolutely clear what i need to get is a bt vision box i need a broadband connection and i need a phone line and once i've got that i'm ready to rock and roll pretty much so yes there is one other tiny little thing that you need which is you need a decent speed broadband connection you need to have two megs or more on your internet connection otherwise the video won't work so let's say i'm going to sign up for this what happens Okay, BT will send you a kit, which is a self-install kit. They send you the box and all the stuff that you need to connect. You need to connect to the BT Home Hub, which is the internet router, and the Home Hub in turn needs to connect to your phone line. Then you need to connect the BT Vision box to the Home Hub and to your TV set. Now, a lot of people find that their Home Hub isn't in the same room as their TV, so BT bundle in these things called Home Plugs. You plug one end into your telly, one end into your broadband router, and it uses the home's mains wiring to get the data from the router to the TV. That's really cool because, you know, some people have got them in the bedroom and then you've got a TV downstairs. I like that idea. But there is an incy-bincy problem, isn't there? Because if you like your AM radio, ain't no more AM radio going on, is there? Or is that only whilst it's in use? It's all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, so there is a big controversy about these home plugs, which is that they broadcast out a signal which can interfere with AM radio And as was proved in our recent update, it can also interfere with things like DAB and FM. So you have to decide how moral you really want to be about using these things. So what about the BT Vision box itself? Have you got one for me? Unfortunately not, because in the studio here we don't have a BT line. So I have one at home, I use it all the time. Here's a picture of it. Well, isn't that nice and black? Well, it's about the size of a DVD player really, isn't it? Yeah, fairly standard size. Uh, As I say, it's a fairly high-spec recorder. Uh, Two SCARTs, HDMI for your high definition, digital audio output. It's a nice bit of kit. This is the second generation one, coloured black. What I've brought in as well, the only thing I could actually bring in is the remote control. There you go, look at that. That's very nice. Can I press the buttons? Oh, oh, look at that. The BT Vision thing flashes in the centre there. Isn't that nice? Oh, I like that. I'll just have this, please. Thanks. You don't need it, do you? It's a bit of a chunky remote, I must admit, but it's uh, pretty functional. I don't mind. (laughs) I guess the key thing on this remote happens to be this little button here called... On demand. Is that when waitress service is your room? So talk on demand to me. Okay, so with BT Vision, you get free view for your live TV, which you can also record. But the big thing behind BT Vision is the on-demand content. So on-demand movies to start off with. There's hundreds of films that you can watch on demand. It takes a few seconds to call them up. You watch over broadband. Prices start from £1.99 for a film for a 24-hour rental of that film. Well, it sounds all right, as long as they're not old films. Are they old films? To be honest, yes, there are a few old films. However, there's also quite a lot of more modern films. BT Vision, when it started, had a fairly old back catalogue. They've really made some inroads with some decent studios. And there's some fairly decent uh, modern stuff on there now. So we looked just before this recording, things like Alice in Wonderland, Avatar, Alvin and the Chipmunks 2012, It's Complicated, Man Who Stares at Goats, uh, Sherlock Holmes. They're all newer films, they're all fairly recently out. Uh, they are a bit more expensive, three forty nine, but for a 24-hour rental. Yeah, they're good films as well. There's also a service called BT Vision Film Club, which is, um, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced about this one. For that, you get 60 films a month, which are brand new. So every month you get a brand new set of 60 films that you can watch. It combines a service called Picturebox, uh, which has been around for a while, together with Warner Films, and also some stuff from uh, Film 4 On Demand. Okay. Sounds like an old-age pensioners club. What's on that? Yeah, the films aren't actually the hottest films out there, so we had a look. Things like Batman Begins, Bridget Jones, Miss Congeniality 1 and 2, Outbreak, that sort of thing. They're not quite classics yet, but they certainly have seen their day. How much? If you want to buy this standalone, it's £7 a month. But if you go for the £15 a month deal, you can get it as one of the free packages. So it could actually be free. Yeah, so it's workable. There you go. That's films. What about telly? 
Okay, that's the biggie. Live TV you get from Freeview, but there's over 1,500 TV shows available on this service. Prices start from about 80p upwards. Typically, it's something like 99p an episode for something like Peep Show or Outnumbered or something along those lines. Or a one-off £6 a month for the entire lot. Ooh. Which, of course, is also included in that £15 a month as well. Nice. And there's content from people like Warner, Sony, um, National Geographic, Discovery, HBO, Comedy Central, CBS, MTV, Adult Swim. And there's a pretty decent back catalogue of TV shows there. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to watching them now. Shall we go back to yours? We've also got the catch-up TV, as we mentioned. Then you've got kids' content. So you've got Cartoon Network, Disney, Disney Playhouse, Baby TV, Nickelodeon. About 800 TV shows for kids, priced about 50p each, or you can get them in one of these value packs. Okay, so what about the sports? Of course, the big one is ESPN for the sport, which comes in free if you take out any of these value packs. There's also something called BT Vision Sport that gives you a back catalogue of on-demand stuff. Uh, We had a quick look at the most recently watched, and we found it's uh, the UFC uh, boxing fighting stuff, Classic World Cup, Football Funnies, ICC Cricket Weekly, that kind of thing. And, of course, from August 2010, we get Sky Sports. This really is the sportsman's package, isn't it? It's not as comprehensive as going with Sky, and it's not really as comprehensive as going with Virgin Media, but it's a heck of a lot better than something like uh, Freeview or Top Up TV, that sort of thing. Okie dokie. And what about those uh, specialist subjects, you know? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes. I'm in Bollywood. Yeah, you're looking at my notes here, aren't you? So there's a service called Bolly and Beyond, £7 a month, which is various sort of music and and Bollywood type things. You can also get your adult content before you ask. You can get on-demand adult movies, should you wish. And why would that interest me? I'm totally satisfied. (laughs) Uh, You might be more interested in the interactive games, things like Sudoku, Pub Quiz, Hangman, Solitaire, Patience. 50 pence for a 60-minute rental. Or for a pound, you can get a day pass to most of these games. Oh dear, Tetris for the day. I don't think I could stack that. Uh, So uh, what's BT Vision like to use? Because we haven't actually got BT Vision in the studio... Here's one you prepared earlier. So here I am in front of BT Vision, about to test out how quick and easy the playback of on-demand content is. So with the BT Vision control in my hand, first thing I do is press the on-demand button, which brings up a menu. Along the top we have current rentals... Downloads, Film, TV, Sports, Kids, Music, More, Replay and Help and Tips. So let's try Replay. This is the catch-up TV service and BT Vision's unique in that it's the only service that offers access to all of the main catch-up services. So that's BBC, ITV NetPlayer, 4 On Demand and Demand 5. Also on this list I have Last Chance to See, Sport Weeklies and Free Trailers. But let's pick the BBC, always a good one to try. Press select on the control, and I have a list of all shows, children's, drama, entertainment and comedy, factual and news. Now this isn't the full BBC iPlayer experience, it's a selection of the best BBC shows, but it has to be said it has the majority of the TV programmes that you'll find on the iPlayer. Let's just scroll to entertainment and comedy. So here we have 15 items, Mary Queen of Shops, the BAFTA Awards, Friday Night with Jonathan Ross, Michael McIntyre, uh, Have I Got News For You, Uh, let's try this one, Junior Apprentice, so I'm going to press select, and it's confirming whether I really want the Junior Apprentice, press select again, it gives me the program information uh, with the length of the program, the cost, which is free on this occasion, and a program description, press select, the screen goes blank, And there we go. Within about two seconds, we've got a very, very smooth playback of a show from the BBC service there. 
very smooth. Yeah, so that sounds pretty straightforward. And uh, you've got some screenshots here, which I'm liking. Uh, nice jet black background, which is always good. It makes it stand out. Yeah, this one is the electronic program guide. So we're looking at the TV listings there. Okay, and it looks quite straightforward to follow. You've got Tales from Beyond the Grave, or what that is. Uh, the bill, 10 years younger. Yeah, that's obvious. It's 3 ITV1, Channel 4, 5. All clearly listed on the left-hand side what the programs are. But what's that little red thing? Is that a letter R? It's a double R, isn't it? It's an R with a little bit of a shadow which indicates series link. So that program's on series link. Oh, right. That's fair enough. And the rest of it's straightforward. It highlights in blue um, on a grey background. Yeah, cool. I like that. And then the screenshot you've got below here is... Um, what's this? Is Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf. What's all that about? So what we're looking at here is I'm about to uh, press play on a TV series. So I've gone through to some of the classic archives... I've gone into the UK comedy section. I've picked uh, series two of Red Dwarf just for the sake of the screenshot. And I like the way at the top there, you've got UK comedy for the title and underneath it you've got loads of headings like Red Dwarf, uh, Dinner Ladies, Father Ted, Little Britain, Porridge, etc. and so forth. Yeah, and you just use the left and right here on the remotes to shuffle along these particular menus. And then when you find something you want, you hit select and it will start off the programme. That's both straightforward and self-explanatory. Cool. The one I really want to show you is this search, which is, I think, the best thing about BT Vision. I love this search feature. Uh, Use the little uh, blue button on the remote to get into search and you can put in either the TV show or you can put in an actor or a director or a member of the crew in a TV programme or in a film. And it will just give you a full listing. So here I've typed the word star in using the remote and you can see I've got uh, Star Trek, Start the Week, I see. So what it actually does here is it actually takes the letters and it searches for anything that starts off with stars. So it's not just Star Trek, Star Wars and those sort of things. You've actually got start the week, as you said, which is just finishing off the word. So if you've misspelt it or something, I think this is a good idea. And I love that you've got teen stars day. That's a nice little sort of touch. So it's not even starting with the word star. It's actually anything with star within it. I like that idea, and I also like the idea that you can actually type in a, an actor or even part of the crew. That's great, because how many times do you sort of know the films by a certain director, and you just know you'll know the title when you see it, but you just can't think. What I really like about this, though, that's all good stuff, but I like the fact that you can search 14 days of Freeview, anything you've already got recorded, plus their entire on-demand library. Excellent. Well, here's a question for you. Does BT Vision do HD? Yeah, well, that's an odd one. It does have an HDMI socket, so it upscales your Freeview. Uh, but it doesn't actually show live Freeview HD. A lot of new boxes coming out do support Freeview HD, but BT Vision doesn't. They may in the future. However, they do offer some movies and TV shows in HD. For instance, uh, the most recent one is the film 2012. They're offering that in HD, but you can't actually watch it in real time because there's just not enough bandwidth over the internet to do it. So you actually have to download it to the set-top box first and then watch it. So is there anything new in store? You've already mentioned Sky Sports coming. What else? Well, the boss at BT in Livingston is really keen to kick this service into high gear. And they're talking about BT Vision 2.0. The other big thing that's been announced is a service called OnLive, which is a new gaming service that's going to be coming to BT Vision. It's just launched in the US. And the idea is um, you effectively you use your TV as a dumb terminal and all the gameplay is on these huge servers. That's going to be around in the second half of next year, 2011. One to watch. Great, thanks. So I guess that's everything I need to know about BT Vision now. And anything you've missed, we'll have some pics and links up on our show notes. So last month was something of a radio milestone, wasn't it, Pete? Yes, it was. And you've been out and about. Indeed. I was down in Chelmsford in Essex, the birthplace of radio, where I caught up with the chairman of the Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society. 
Today we've been offered the education room in the new £5 million extension to celebrate the fact that 90 years ago, on the 15th of June, Dame Nellie Melba came to Chelmsford and created basically the first professional broadcast in the world. Before that, there were a number of tests made in Chelmsford. The Postmaster General allocated them the call sign MZX. And so in the early days, they simply read out the timetable for the railway between London and Chelmsford. Hardly very interesting stuff, which is why Dame Melba was hired in June 1920. Now, this was the first radio broadcast that Dame Melba had actually done. It was also nearly the last, because she realised that if she was transmitting and thousands of people were listening to her for free, they may not come to her operas and pay money to actually hear her. Well, that sounds oddly familiar, doesn't it? A little bit like musicians and the internet. Yeah, it sounds a little bit similar to today's musical superstars and what they're worried about with file sharing and what that's doing to CD sales. Yes, indeed. Uh, Well, the full interview is about 20 minutes long, and of course uh, we can't play all of that now, can we? So uh, we'll be making it available in its entirety on the site. Indeed, and it's well worth a listen. While we were in Chelmsford, we also had a listen in to some of the radio operators talking to the world on shortwave. Yeah, from Golf Bravo 9-0, Mike Zulu X-Ray, back to Foxtrot 8, Delta Zulu Uniform. John told us that the world of amateur radio is still very much alive and kicking, and some radio hams have been able to make contact with the International Space Station and even the Moon. Now that receiver capability has improved, it is now within nearly anybody's capability to receive a signal that has been bounced from the moon. Maybe that could be the subject of one of our next focuses. As John's a radio amateur, we also took the opportunity to get chatting to him about power line adapters, those things that plug into the main supply, causing interference that's killing shortwave. And as you can expect, the interference that's being generated by these home networking products is causing his colleagues some problems can be complete total wipeout of the shortwave bands and that can actually go up and even and affect your dab reception some people i know have completely given up the shortwave bands john was also very vocal about the subject of dab digital audio broadcasting when dabs was first of all um, mooted and it was sold that the quality would be that far superior to that from a CD, I thought this is great. But unfortunately, so many channels have been allocated to such a limited frequency response that the quality has gone down and down and down. And now it is vastly inferior to that of the ordinary frequency modulated band 2 receiver. And also, being a radio enthusiast, John wasn't that impressed with the government's plans to switch off FM radio as early as 2015. I think it's a dreadful thing. I think that commercially they haven't thought the whole thing through, and it's been from lobbying of the radio industry with maybe the thought they can sell more equipment, but I just don't think people are going to buy it. Right, and that's available on the site now, isn't it? Because I might go and have a quick listen right away, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Just select Show List from the site and pick Show 53. We'd like to send our thanks to John Bowen, G8DET, and his colleagues at the Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society for their hospitality. Hmm, Thank you for that. I'm going to look forward to it. Uh, Right now, though, time to touch on a product we briefly covered in our last show. Something to make our office admin girl even fitter. Yes, we're talking about Fitbug, a little grey and purple widget that our Sarah's been trialling by carrying it around with her every day. 
Looking at her Fitbug now, it's showing that she's done 3,187 steps today. Which is clearly not enough steps. So you have a daily target, is that right? I have a daily target, which is around 7,500 at the moment. So I'm guessing the way this works is you carry this around. It's got a USB socket on it, so you take it back to your computer plug it in and it uploads information about how many steps you've taken. It will do consecutive days, so if you miss a day out, it's not too much of a problem. I'm assuming there's a way of putting in other exercise other than walking. You can go into the interface on the website and put in other activities, whether you're doing running, cycling, swimming. It's even got a general household duties like doing laundry, washing up. And am I right in saying you also have to put in details of what you've eaten, so your calorie intake? There's a tab on the website where you go in and you put in what you've had for your breakfast, lunch, lunch, dinner and snacks. Okay, so you put all this information in, you put in your steps, you put in your exercise, you put in your food intake, then what happens? Well, what you do is you get weekly reports telling you how well you're doing against your targets. And that's what we're looking at on the laptop screen now, is that right? That's right. It has this swingometer, which is an energy balance. It calculates what you've taken in in calorie intake, as well as your activity, and lets you know whether you're on a gain zone or a loss zone. It also says here, you're fantastic, total steps achieved, aerobic steps achieved, total energy and target achieved. Now, you've done other exercise and fitness programs before, and this is obviously a little bit different. So you're carrying a gadget around with you. It's a bit more advanced than a pedometer. How would you say it would compare to other health routines you followed before? Well, I've done something very similar a long time ago, which was a very clunky, very time-consuming system where you had to input the food and it was very difficult to actually use the interface. I found this very easy to input my nutrition. And obviously with a Fitbug, just putting it in at the end of the day in your USB is very, very easy. And do you feel that you're actually getting encouragement from this website? It's quite a nice graphical display. Does that sort of motivate you to want to come back each day and see your improvements? It does, but it also gives you a little nag if you don't come on for a few days because it will actually send you a text message. Bottom line, would FrequencyCast recommend the Fitbug? Yes, I would recommend the Fitbug. Nice one. Thanks, Sarah. So that's the Fitbug. Full details, pics and graphs in today's transcript. Right, Pete, gimmicky gadget time, eh? Oh, yes, indeed. And my gimmicky gadget of the month is... A keyring. Not just a keyring, though. It's also a TV remote control. It's only got one button, and its sole purpose is to do this. Point it at pretty much any telly, press the button, and it will cycle through loads of off codes to turn off that annoying TV. No more TV in the local pub or restaurant, and the black keyring also has an LED torch. The Tele Terminator keyring is just over a tenner. Don't use this at your local pub when that vital match is on, if you value your life. Tele Terminator. Links and a pick on today's show notes. And check out the full show notes to our link to one of our off-the-record recordings for a very funny story about when we first used the predecessor, the TV Be Gone. Frequency Interaction. Time to hear from you now as we take a look at your emails, texts, tweets and calls in interaction. First off, Carol called with a free view problem with her Panasonic DMR EX78. Every time I switch on my DVD recorder, I'm getting a message saying a new DVB service has been found. Start DVB auto setup. So I say OK to this message. The next time I switch on, the message is there again. Hi, Carol. Your machine is doing an automatic scan for new channels. If you want to turn that feature off so you're not prompted again... 
Disable Auto Search from the Functions menu. And if you've got a question for us, leave us a voicemail on 0208 433 And that's what Len did about his slow broadband speeds. I'm only getting 1.75 megabytes and the server is giving out 20 megabytes. The problem is, I think, due to the fact that I have so many phone extensions in my flat. If you've got lots of phone extension points, that can slow down your internet connection. If you're with BT, getting a BT broadband accelerator could help, as could removing the bell wire. Take a listen to show 41 or see our show notes for ways to improve your download speeds. I do hope that speeds things up for you, Len. Now, email time. Hi to John from Pennsylvania in the US. He's listened to show 51, where we talked about the delay in getting US TV shows here in the UK. He's equally frustrated about getting UK TV in the States, saying BBC America, while OK, is lacklustre compared with shows aired in the UK. And now another podline call, and this one is about Slingbox. I have difficulty connecting to my Slingbox, which works perfectly well when I use Wi-Fi. But when I try to connect through my free UK mobile broadband, it says it cannot connect to my Slingbox. Do you know if there's some kind of restriction with the free network? We're not aware of three blocking connections to a Slingbox. If you can use Slingbox with your home Wi-Fi, that could indicate an issue with your firewall preventing external access. See the link on our show notes for help. Cool. And what's next, Pete? Hi to Chris Pittaway, who mailed us via our free iPhone application to ask us about the Technomate 6800. Looking at the specs, it seems an OK satellite receiver. You won't get the FreeSat electronic program guide or the BBC iPlayer with this model. And staying with iPlayer, Andy from South East London's called us. Any chance of um, finding out when iPlayer is going to be available on FreeSat? Hi Andy. BBC iPlayer has been on FreeSat HD boxes and some HD TVs for some months now. Supported manufacturers include Humax, Technisat, Bush, Grundig, Goodmans and Sony. If you have a suitable box, connect it to the internet, tune to BBC One, press the red button and select iPlayer. A thanks to Brad in Wolves, who randomly texts to tell us to buy a Mac. I don't need one, I've already got a raincoat. And also thanks to Steve for suggesting that MP3 tinkerers out there take a look at the free open source utility Rockbox as a great way of adding features to MP3 players. Thanks as ever for your feedback. Want your question answered? Get in touch via frequencycast.co.uk or if you're on the move, text us on 07882043521. Frequencycast. Shutdown in progress. Well, that's all for this show, show 53. For news updates or to get in touch, please stop by frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Thanks for listening to our tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. Frequency Cast. Shut down.